This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. Welcome to a very special episode of Unlocked Live. We are streaming these Xbox Series X review. We're going to be playing some games today and an Ask Us Anything AMA on all the usual platforms. We want to give a special shout out to our friends watching live on TikTok today. With that, I am your usual Unlocked host, Ryan McCaffrey, joined by our regular panelists, Destin Legary and Miranda Sanchez, and our special guest from Gamertag Radio, Paris Lilly. Welcome to all of you. Hey, hello. Yeah. Thank you Bam. so much for having me. Well, Let's get a little more hype this morning. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Xbox today, Series X. We're playing some Xbox games. Let's go. Today is a big day. Uh, the <laughs> review embargo has lifted on the Xbox Series X and the Series S, and all four of us have had the uh, wonderful privilege of spending a lot of time with the console. Uh, we're going to talk all about that. Uh, we're going to be playing games. We've kind of just hand selected a bunch of games. So we got basically about two hours with you here. So if you can join us for the whole time, great. If not, come on back another time on the video on demand on our YouTube or, or on IGN.com. But we're going to be running through a bunch of Series X games. We're going to be taking a bunch of your questions in different blocks. So just keep the chat uh, Sorry, lively and we'll, uh, and we'll be taking your questions if you you're still have some things you want to know about either system, the X or the S. So uh, plenty to get to. We actually want to get started here. Uh, so Destin, what what game should we jump into first? Uh, well, out of I got, everything. Got Gears 5 booted up. I just did a, a pretty big performance analysis about this game. And uh, wow, I, I'm really, really impressed with what the coalition has been able to do here and uh yeah so we're we're hopping into act one part two so we're just past the intro uh this is we're, we're broadcasting in 1080p but this is uh 4k and i've switched it down to 1080p so uh my xbox is currently playing at 4k 60 and uh, this game is just really really impressive on a technical level uh i i'm i'm really really just surprised that they're running the Ultra HD texture pack in Gears 5, and man, it just, it runs so well on the Xbox Series X. I, I was, wasn't sure that the, the console would be able to handle this, but putting it side by side with the PC version, I, I'm really, really impressed with what they've been able to accomplish here. And, Miranda, and you are a, Miranda, you're a big Gears fan, the biggest Gears fan at the IGN office. What is... What is, yes, what has been your impression of, of seeing this thing? I mean, it's been kind of, uh, Microsoft's been using it as basically the test bed. So it's like, what can, we, what can we do with this console with regard to our games that are already out? And uh, what are your thoughts on Gears 5 running optimized on the Series X? I mean, Dustin nailed it when he said, it's just impressive how good this looks. Like even playing on it on a regular HDTV, like none of like the nice 4K boosted. I mean, I'm just playing it at 60 frames and it looks so good. Um, um, obviously, they made some optimization changes, or I say obviously, but if you read my article and interview with the Coalition, you'll know they made some optimization changes so that all of the cutscenes also run in 60 frames. So if you are just playing at 60 frames, it is consistent throughout. And I think there are just those touches that make it look so, so good. And again, like this game was already so visually impressive before, and it looks 
Fantastic. Um, I've been doing a lot of like guide work on the background for the Series X. And so it's really cool being able to see um, the difference between 60 frames and 120. So I have two different places to test both. And um, being able to double check on what it's running on is really good too. So it's it's great. Um, right now, Dustin and I are actually going to be playing together because I invaded his game. I had to boot you because it, it was like not playing nice together. So sorry, Miranda. Oh no, I'm in. Uh, Paris. Speaking of multiplayer, though, Paris, I know. Yeah, you've been uh, you've been keen on the higher than 60 frames per second option oh, yeah. there you can play 120 in versus multiplayer here yeah absolutely i recently got a television that does hdmi 2.1 so i was able to put this to the test and be able to play gears 5 at 120 frames and at first i'm like i'm not seeing it but then i've also i've always played gears on pc so going back and playing it on the pc version at 60 frames but then hopping back to the series x at 120 it's like it's it's so good it's it's so buttery smooth so i i really think when they've been talking about higher frames and the importance of it gears 5 early on is going to be a showcase for them yeah and and one of the things that I, I just want to point this out really quick so it, this isn't like a cutscene that's pre-baked these are all you know happening in real time yeah they're in they're utilizing unreal. the engine here yeah. yeah yeah which which is just it's just really really cool to sort of see what they've been able to achieve here on a technical level within the cutscenes so yeah i just wanted to point that out in case any, anyone's like hey why, why are you playing <laughs> a cutscene you know i think uh, also too it's worth noting that there are a lot of changes to the campaign not necessarily in the content but there are ways that you can sort of change your experience with the campaign with your new game plus which is really cool and that mm -hmm. was something i was really interested in when i first hopped in because i didn't realize that new game plus actually gave you a lot of very technical options as far as like how you regenerate health can you only do it behind cover is it normal do you have to be doing damage to regenerate your health there's like a lot of really cool things like that that i appreciate that are going to make the experience i think a little bit more difficult if you've already played through the campaign um and i also of course love the batista mode for the campaign yep. i'm going to do it right yeah. now yeah, yeah. You're right. yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. this. yeah so new game plus is new to all versions of gear 5 so whether you're playing on xbox series x or xbox one you can get to this um, and so these new game plus settings allow you to carry over all your jack upgrades um, and you can also, as Justin was showing, you can customize Marcus to have Batista um, as the He's skin just saying for that. Batista. And a voiceover. Yeah, it's completely just replacing Marcus with Batista. So now Marcus Phoenix is Batista, but they're the same person here. So it's just really oh, cool to see on. that delivery. Yeah, so <laughs> you can see him be excited about potatoes, or potatoes, <laughs> tomatoes <laughs> instead. Um, so <laughs> it's pretty cool to be able to see that, right? And uh, I think that's just such a nice way to, I guess, reward players who have already played through the Gears 5 campaign yeah. in new ways. So it's like, hey, you've played through this already, but we want you to come back because they have all these optimizations and it just looks so gorgeous. And there are ways to make that re-entry, I think, a little bit more exciting than just going back in a visual upgrade. Like there's just fun stuff you can do to make a new challenge. Now, Paris, you were talking about, you know, you just picked up a new TV. It's, it's important, I think, to point out that not every 4K TV is going to be able to do the 120 frames per second. Agreed, and and I like you said, I think that is a very 
good point to make because it has to be HDMI 2.1 yeah. if you want to hit that 120 frames per second mark. You And you also need to make sure, which it is included when you pick up the Series X, that you have an HDMI cable that can support <laughs> up to 120 frames. So there, there's a few different things, you know, as we obviously get into more talking about the Series X that people need to be aware of to truly take full advantage of all of this. But I'll simply say with Gears 5, playing it so long on the PC and then hopping over to this optimized version on Series X, I can't tell the difference when we're playing yeah. at ultra settings. And I think that's kind of the biggest compliment I can give this early on that we are now starting to see some quote unquote high-end gaming PC functions with the Series X. So sitting in your living room, you can replicate that high-end gaming PC experience. Real yeah. quick, I wanna call out, Chad's talking about the loading screen issue we just encountered. That was a networking issue between Miranda and I. That so was I've me. put out Sorry. the game, I've, I've reloaded the game. She hopped in like when I was going in to load it and it caused like an issue. So you yeah. actually get the opportunity to see um, it booting up. So in real time, we're back in the game. You know, I'll sign in from scratch and you guys can actually see loading times without any sort of uh, networking issue Im impacting it. Uh, just giving some context there about what was yeah. going on. Yeah, and yeah, I, uh, I want to make one more quick point on the, the two HDMI 2.1 cable as well. I found, so everybody's setup is different. Now you can kind of see a little bit of mine behind me. I'm in just in a little tiny square at the moment, but um, the six foot cable that was included was not quite enough for me. I ended up ordering a, a 10 foot cable, which ended up being plenty. So just bear that in mind. You, you know, you gotta make sure, use the cable included, but if you need a longer one, just make sure you're ordering an HDMI 2.1 compliant cable for, uh, for, for connecting to a, a 4K 120 Hertz capable HDMI 2.1 TV. It's, a, it's something that's, you know, you could, like when I first, got the the preview unit of the series x i thought okay well i'm gonna be a, i could just hook up you know i've already you've already got everything wired like i'll just remove the xbox one x and put in the series x like nope got to swap the cable so you can and get in. the full benefits previously on geared all right so we're gonna be going back in here to yeah so i hopped in it's going no networking issues just to show there. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Chat was I just like, lol, infinite loading. And I'm just like, okay, no, that's not what's going on. <laughs> yeah, also the game did not crash. We forced it out. I, I just yeah. forced quit it and we all yeah. people forced quit. So I would not be in the party. So we'll jump in a couple, couple more minutes of this and then we'll uh, we'll move on. Cause actually we're, you know, we're collecting, want to get those questions in chat. We'll, we'll address some of those here in just a minute, but want to show off a little bit of gears. And then I guess the other, housekeeping note is if you're wondering well why are you live streaming in 1080p it's purely bandwidth if we i don't think we i don't know if we if we have the home internet connections that could even handle a broadcast like this at streaming live at 4k 60 so uh apologies there but you get at least get the idea from from uh, seeing what's going on all right, so we're in engine. I was just checking out Dave Batista in engine. Uh, this whole this whole first level is just a coalition. They're just showing off. Oh, for <laughs> they, sure. Well, as you should in the first level. That's yeah. That's the level that everybody's going to see. Not everybody will see the last level, but you want to make sure the first level's good. Right. Yeah. So we we run through here, and we're about to see. Um, I think their lighting engine pops in right here. 
showing off uh, some of the shadow technology that, that they've been developing. Um, uh, SSGI were like things in uh, ambient occlusion like happening in the distance there. So like the shadows are casting more realistically. It's subtle. When I talked to the coalition about this, they said it's something you feel more than something that you see. And, you know, hopping to the older consoles back and forth, you definitely you definitely can tell something's different, but it's 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 subtle in nature, but very much appreciated when when you've been playing on next gen hardware. You know, I really feel like yes, the the absence of Halo as a big new first party tentpole game hurts the Series X. There's there's no doubt about that whatsoever. In fact, we'll talk more about that when we sort of talk more about the system review itself later on in this broadcast. But I will say at least the the, the benefit uh, for Gears is. You know, Gears 5 came out last September. Uh, it was well-reviewed. I loved it. Miranda loved it. We worked together on the review on that game. But I feel like that with Gears 5 now, you know, Game Pass, every Series X, you know, you're going to get a, a trial for Game Pass. And it, I think maybe the Series X will help give this game a little bit of a second chance if people didn't take a look okay, at it uh, when it first came out last year. Yeah, I totally agree. There's so many ways to hop into Gears. I think even if you've never played a Gears before, they've really made a Gears 5 a spot where you can jump in. Obviously, you're going to benefit from, or I guess, enjoy the story more if you played previous Gears games. But I appreciate that they've always tried to make it something where you can just hop in no matter how long you've been with the series. Oh, so pretty. Games. Well, and it's this, so this game's Unreal Engine 4. I mean, it, you look at this, and Unreal Engine 5 is on the way. You know, that's, it's only going to look so much better than this. We already know, as far as Xbox goes, uh, Hellblade 2 is going to use Unreal Engine 5. I think, I mean, it's not confirmed and announced, but I think it's it's fair to assume that Gears 6 is A, in development, and B, in develop is going to be an Unreal Engine 5 game, because it's probably still a couple years out. So, because, um, you know, the, Gears series has always been Unreal Engine, obviously, given its, its roots, and it's, it's stayed that way uh, here with 4 and 5 when Microsoft are taking it over. So it's, it's always been a benchmark title from a visual perspective, and uh, and I expect that to continue as the series yeah. moves forward. I'm actually really excited to see what they do with the Hive Busters DLC that's coming out in December. So they said that that was the first time they really got to develop for the Series X. So yeah. even though obviously it's still building off of Gears 5, they've done so much work graphically to get this up to speed for the Series X. And I think it's going to be exciting to see what they do with that. Uh, Miranda, now have you had a chance to keep an eye on the chat and, and if people have any questions up first either about gears or about the system i mean we're we're going to just check in with the audience throughout this two-hour broadcast so if we don't get to your question now we will hopefully get to it later on and we want it we want this to be a time where we can answer your questions because now the 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 handcuffs are off we can say anything we want about this system there's nothing embargoed that's left so what yeah. have we got out there Absolutely. So I've been keeping an eye on the questions and I've actually seen a lot regarding TVs. So kind of going on the graphical update part. Yeah, I know Paris, right? <laughs> Just laughing because I think that's a constant question, right? It's like, what is actually going to take advantage of that 120 hertz, right? Because uh, not all TVs can do that. So we have some questions from Mark Jones 2007 on IGN and then Matt Austin on YouTube. So do 
Matt Austin specifically asked, do you think Microsoft should partner with LG or Samsung and got some sort of Series S slash X approved sticker up the TVs? I find looking for a fully compatible TV pretty taxing, which I... I agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Paris, um, I'm going to go your way first for this one, because, yeah, I think you know, you've, you've, you're the most recent shopper among us, and so you've just lived through this. Yeah, so, and, and I'm seeing in the chat as well, I see the LG CX is coming up a lot. That is the, the television that I got specifically because I knew these next generation consoles were coming. But I also saw a question about, was there any budget type of television that they, someone could get that does take advantage of HDMI 2.1? Actually, the Sony Bravia 900H does do HDMI 2.1 and with Black Friday and everything coming up, I've seen like the 65 inch version of that television under a thousand dollars. So they're out there. I I don't know a lot of what Samsung has specifically. I know TCL has new televisions that are coming out like their new series six, but it doesn't do HDMI 2.1. There's a, actually I I was recently looking at this. Austin Evans called out the LG um, nano cell and you can get the 49 inch, which supports 2.1 for 596.99. Oh, wow. um, so yeah, there are options out there. <clears throat> I haven't tested that TV. I have a Samsung actually Q900R, which is a 55 inch. I believe it's a little pricier because it actually does 8K. Uh, <clears throat> so don't buy that. <laughs> I, know I, I actually wouldn't recommend the television that I got. I would recommend one of the, the other options. I would also throw in, I mean, obviously we're talking HDMI 2.1 because that allows you to do 4K 120, but even current HDMI 2.0 uh, television sets does 4K 60 frames. Where That's where the majority of games are going to live. Let's just, just be frank about that. So I would think in that scenario, the most important thing to look for even in those type of televisions would be variable refresh rate that they support that and obviously AMD, FreeSync, things of that nature because that's where you're going to have that smooth experience if you run into a game that isn't specifically locked at 60 frames and it jumps around a little bit that's going to keep that smooth experience that you want to expect when you're playing these next generation games. You can actually see it here. It's not activated because I'm running through capture hardware and such but you can see allow variable refresh rate uh, allow auto low latency mode, and those are those are new technologies that are in the the Series X that are actually quite compelling if you're looking for like low latency and just uh, uh, visual fidelity without any tearing or anything. Yeah, and yeah. you do have to you do have to select back on the 120 hertz mode for uh, note for a second. You do have to specifically select it in that in that TV yes. menu on the console. Uh, just to make sure. So, if, you know, and then you have to, and then when you get into gears and actually the Falconeer as well, you have to select it in, within the menu of the game as well. So you have to set it at the system level and then set it at the game level as well. I do believe that if you have the HMI 2.1 plugged in, which um, somebody asked, yes, it is included with the console. So you have that. Just make sure you're using that cable because it doesn't look any different from the other ones. Um, it's not noted anywhere. So make sure you keep track of that cable. Um, so you have that. And then when I plugged in my TV, it automatically started adjusting because my TV could do 120 Hertz. So it was just like, Hey, you want to, you want to set up this frame? I was like, of course. So, (laughs) so yeah, so there, there are those checks in for you too, when first setting up your system. Yeah. And earlier I was just jumping all over in the campaign to show how fast that new hard drive loads everything. That's that's something I've been definitely impressed about, especially seeing I was jumping back and forth between the original Xbox, which 
Xbox One, which just takes a very long time to load anything. Uh, the Xbox One X, which it's faster, but it's still pretty long to get, get anything going. And then the series, it's night and day. It is so fast. It's, it's really, really awesome to be playing on a, a Series X and being able to load into like, this is just a bot hosted uh, versus game with a 120 mode on. Of course, they it can't technically see it, unfortunately, but... You can't see it because I'm displaying at 60 hertz and you have to be at 120 hertz to be able to hit 120 FPS. But in our tests and the performance analysis, it's basically locked at 120. Now they're doing the, the variable rate shading and such, uh, which which allows you to like render like Marcus here in cover. He's being rendered probably higher than anything in the distance. And I don't know, there's just so much technology. I think we're gonna throw to that package later to sort of yeah, just a couple minutes. Hear, hear me geek out <laughs> about the tech actually going on here and why it has me excited for the possibilities in next gen. Do we have any other uh, immediate kind of spe specifically gears questions in the chat or, or anything that's sort of relevant to what we're currently talking about? A lot of very general questions, not too much specifically about gears. So if you guys okay. have any gears questions, get them in. I have like four chats open, trying my best to find them. <laughs> yeah, we're on, so we're on IGN.com, we're on YouTube.com slash IGN and YouTube.com slash uh, IGN Unlocked, and then Twitch TV. Uh, Twitch.tv slash IGN as well. So we are doing our best to get to you wherever you want to watch. Of course, if you're hearing oh. me say that, that means you're already watching on one of those platforms. So no worries. Oh, Destin. Dustin, you, you know, get good, buddy. I'm doing a lot, Ryan. Get good. Come on. Please. I just wanted to. Sh I just wanted to show how quick you can bail out of a multiplayer game if you're sucking, <laughs> and and go to a, go back to the campaign where you can. Those be good. total human players are totally owning you, Destin. Uh, I, I also before we move on to, I want to say a quick sort of mini apology to. I know we have a, a large contingent of of unlocked listeners who listen on audio, who just just listen on podcasts. This is obviously a very, very video-centric episode because we are showing, we are playing Series X games. If you get a chance, stop by youtube.com slash IGN Unlocked uh, and just watch the video episode of this, this particular week because it's a special week. The Series X is here. So I do have a quick Gears question for Destin because I know you have a Series S. Paris, I'm not too sure if you've had time to tinker around with that either. Wait, wait. I don't but I might be able to answer your question. Okay, so for if, if anyone of us have had Series S experience, someone was asking, Karen Bora right on YouTube was asking, what about Series S performance of Gears 5? Destin, I, I think you and I can both. Okay, so I okay. did. Uh, yeah, it's it's very good. It, it does support the 120 uh, frame rate, excuse me, 120 frames per second on versus multiplayer. Uh, it's it does everything like it okay. looks real good. I will say though, I noticed a pretty a fairly noticeable difference on uh, upscaled 4K off of the Series S compared to the native 4K from the Series X. That there was it just looked muddier, uh, just just not as clean and crisp and clear. So there was a, a an apparent difference to me now i hooked it up so just to my right here which is i occasionally look over here because that's the only way i can see the broadcast but this i i recently upgraded my gaming pc and i also upgraded a 
15-year-old gaming monitor, which is almost embarrassing. So I have a nice brand new, I went with a 1440p, 144 hertz monitor. And connected to this, to this uh, 1440p monitor, it was just running the Series S in its native resolution. It looked really nice. It looked, I, I actually thought it looked better running here in its in native 1440p than it did running upscaled 4K on the the LG B9 behind me. So um, for now, it's you know, <laughs> Gears does very well uh, on a Series S, but I did see the occasional just little dips and hitches in the frame rates in both 120 hertz mode and 60 frames per second mode. So uh, we'll t we're going to talk more about the Series S later, but it's, it is definitely a very interesting console uh, and it does run Gears 5 it, it, in both image quality overall and performance very, very well. Uh, I think, are we ready to go to, uh, while we're still talking, Destin, before we jump into other stuff, I think we were going to go to your... Gears 5 performance analysis. I was just showing off quick resume, Ryan. Oh, okay. Well, People wanted we to see Red Dead Redemption 2, but... <laughs> so I was like, boom, there's my quick resume. You're getting and ahead of me. Let's go back to Gears 5. All right, so Destin, yes, uh, let's let's make you the star of the show here, which I know you love. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, you did a great job. <laughs> you did a uh, performance analysis piece. You got some fancy new testing equipment. Uh, I'm very eager to to see this. Actually, for me, it's for the first time because I've been so busy with the reviews, I haven't had a chance to to screen this yet. But quick, set this up for us, Destin, real quick. Yeah. So basically, what I did was uh, I captured a whole bunch of uncompressed footage, uh, ran it through our analysis tech, and we were able to show that it's running basically lock 60. I was able to, you know, find some places where it was, you know, using dynamic upscaling. And this piece just sort of shows all that in video form. And in addition, we actually got commentary from the coalition who, you know, had a brief call with me to sort of talk about some of the findings and talk about what's actually going on there and why yeah. that's happening and how they plan to fix it. And this is, so this is I'm really happy to share this. This is all that. Series X, not S, correct? Yeah, this is all Series X. Right. I didn't have access to an S. And just thank you, everybody, for watching and uh, all the positive comments I got about this today. I, I hope you enjoy this when cool. you see let's, it. Cool, let's roll it. The technical updates promised for enhanced Gears 5 on Series X include a PC Ultra Visual Feature Set, PC Ultra HD Textures, 4K 60 frames per second, including during cinematics on the Series X, 120 frames per second in versus multiplayer, and a plethora of other visual improvements. I'm left wondering what's more impressive, the fact that they succeeded on each of these promises, or the fact that it sets an impressive standard for what we can expect from the Series X in the future. This is our performance analysis of Gears 5 on the Xbox Series X. Welcome back, kids. Xbox Series X offers a wide array of options for those seeking more choices in the performance versus visual quality toolkit of your console. And one of the games that comes enhanced on day one, putting this new hardware to the test, is the Collision's Gears 5. 
and they've succeeded in creating something truly remarkable, achieving 4K at 60fps throughout the entire campaign with a visual quality that matches the PC version of the game at ultra settings. To achieve 4K 60 frames per second, they're actually scaling every four frames with resolutions hitting 1440p, 1700p, and true 4K. They also use variable rate shading, which takes part of the picture and only renders what the player needs to be seeing at full resolution. This saves a tremendous amount of processing power, especially in a scene where you already use a technique like depth of field. This was the tech they credited with being able to hit true 4K 60fps at moments. Here's Chris Wallace, the senior rendering engineer at The Coalition, with more on how VRS helped them optimize the game. It's a technique that lets us sort of specify certain regions in the screen and, and reduce the resolution. You think about dynamic resolution, dynamic resolution is, is great because you kind of scale your content, but it's, it's global, right? So your, your, your whole screen is either, you know, at full 4K or it's, you know, at Ruse 90% or something. Um, but sometimes that doesn't make sense. So like in the cinematics, like, you know, you'll have like a close up on a character face, right? And then you'll have the background and the background's all blurred out due to depth of field. And you really like 4K is great, but on the background, it doesn't really make sense, right? Like you want all your resolution on the face. And so VRS is sort of this, this really cool new hardware in uh, Xbox Series X and S that lets us kind of target that resolution. In general, like in, in the cinematics, we always have depth of field. That in general, we solve around a 10% dynamic res boost. So that was, that was really great. Um, and in, in some cinematics, it actually makes the difference between you know 90% dynamic res to running at full 4K. With cutscenes rendered in real time using the Unreal Engine, they achieve 4K 60 frames per second during these in-engine moments like this sequence, which they admitted was incredibly taxing to develop during their 2019 GDC presentation. <laughs> While moments like this were at 30 FPS on Xbox One X and prior Xbox models, we now experience all of these with a shocking level of detail at 60 frames. The only platform that struggled to keep up was the original Xbox One, but even then, it comes incredibly close to keeping up with the targeted 30 frames per second, no doubt relying on the engine's temporal upscaling and using it to their advantage. Temporal upscaling allows it to change the resolution on all platforms so that it can keep that 60 frames per second and occasionally upscale from a resolution like 1440p. So with upscaling, fast forward a few console generations and the Xbox Series X handles all of this at 4K60 with ease, adjusting as needed in the background. One thing I wanna point out are those brief spikes in frame time. Here's what the collision's Colin Penty had to say about that. It's basically, yeah, it's a double frame on camera cuts in cinematics. We basically hard-coded it to be uh, a single 33 milliseconds kind of cut between camera cuts on Xbox One X and Xbox One. We didn't really notice on Series X as a result of the 60 frames per second that we still had this hard-coded 33 millisecond cut. Why do we have this sort of hard-coded cut? The reason we did this is you might see it in other Unreal games where if you don't do this, you'll sometimes see characters kind of warping in or kind of doing weird things at between cuts. And so we worked, we did have this clever workaround on Gears 5 where we did this 33 millisecond cut to always ensure everyone was in place and everything was going great uh, when the camera was cut. But as a result of the 60 frames per second, it results in a double frame. And we just never, through all of our testing, noticed this issue. But we have a fix just again yesterday 
Um, we have a fix now that we are working on for this that we are very confident will work. And so again, it's no limitation of the Series X. It's just sort of a oversight of art um, that we are resolved right away. Even more surprising is the push to 120 frames per second in Versus. There currently isn't a device that can capture at 4K 120. So here's a look at our 1080p 120 frames per second on compressed capture. And the results are still surprising. On the left, you see 120 frames per second slowed down to 10% on the Xbox Series X. And on the right, you see the Series X at 4K 60 frames per second. The fact that an engine with this level of detail can achieve anything near to a locked 120 frames per second is nothing short of astounding. And in my mind, that means we're in for some pretty incredible experiences in the years to come on the Series X. If the initiative or any other companies aligning with the Xbox platform take advantage of the tools and methodology showcased by the Collision to achieve this feat, we're all in for something special. The additional frame rate isn't just for show. This also drastically reduces the input latency you'll experience with Gears 5, putting it down 57% in multiplayer versus over the Xbox One X, according to the Collision. To give you some context, I recently did some latency analysis of Call of Duty Warzone on the PC, and this puts Gears 5 on the Series X in the same range as Warzone with optimized PC settings at 1080p on a 360 hertz monitor. That's no small feat for the console. The one area the game did have a noticeable dip below 60 frames per second was in the open space sections with the skiff. You can see the spikes to 33 millisecond frame time during these portions causing a dip to around 58 frames per second on Series X. The effect is even more drastic on the Xbox One X as the game would dip below 60 frames per second and struggle to get back to that locked frame rate. Comparatively, the Xbox Series X handles these stutters with ease. Here's what the Collision had to say about these. The one where you're in the overworlds on the skiff and you're seeing those slight dips to like 59, 58 frames per second, that's not because the CPU or the GPU is, is overwhelmed. It's, it's basically because we are streaming at those times and we've done a lot to try to reduce latency on Series X. There was a little bit of a, a side effect with the way uh, streaming hits the CPU for just a frame or two there. And so that basically causes just a slight blip. Um, and it's mainly visible in the overworlds when you're in the skiff because you're traveling so quickly, it's streaming a lot. So when you're in the linear missions, it's quite hard to see that issue. But in the overworlds, because you're going so quickly on the skiff, that's when you get these slight hitches. So we are working on a fix right now. Just had a meeting with the guys yesterday. We're feeling really confident about it. So let's just talk about the overall visual fidelity. They're targeting PC at Ultra. So before I spoil it for you, can you tell me which of these is the PC at Ultra settings? And while you're looking at that, remember all these cutscenes were created in-engine to remove loading screens to create a seamless experience. So all this is rendered in real time on each platform. Well, if you said the one on the right, you were correct. But let's try another. How about this next scene with Dell? Well, this time I swapped them so PC is on the left. Okay, now let's dive in a bit and point out a few areas where the Series X is flexing on this one. We already have the new shading model in effect from the collision here, but the armor is where the Xbox Series X is looking almost a tad better than the PC at ultra settings. And here it is again next to the PC with the Ultra HD texture pack. The fact that the PC running this is a 3700X AMD CPU with an NVIDIA 3090 gives it the edge, 
but a console at a fraction of the cost of just those two components in my build, achieving visuals at this level blows me away. Come on, time to hook in for the drop. Again in this early scene, the draw distance for things like foliage is also improved. In the very first mission, when you immediately enter the repelling section, you can see on the Xbox One X, the vegetation below hasn't even rendered into the scene yet, versus the Series X, where the entire area is covered with vegetation. This clearly reveals one of the first sacrifices that you can clearly identify on the previous generation of hardware and how the Series X has been used to take things to a new level. If you look at the same scene on an original Xbox One, then go to the X, you get some draw distance back because of the higher resolution. Now looking at the Series X, the scene dramatically transforms versus the One X, not only because of the plants, but also the screen space global illumination giving the entire scene a more realistic lighting. On that note, the final two items they discussed were contact shadows and screen space global illumination, two additional subtle touches that add that extra layer of polish. Contact shadows are seen when a light source hits, say, a piece of wood or books, and previously that would fail to cast anything. On the Series X, each item that would have a piece of 3D geometry pops out of the environment and has a much more realistic look in the world. The most impressive tech is likely the screen space global illumination, which works in conjunction with methods like contact shadows to create additional lighting elements that look more natural. Objects within a player's view will be lit dynamically as opposed to with a static preset methodology in the engine. It does a tremendous amount to further sell each scene. And of course, there was one more enhancement I can't forget about. Dave Batista. It's Foz, right? <clears throat> yeah, I guess so. Shut the f up, Foz. I love you, Batista, but for that line, I've got to give the edge to DiMaggio. In all seriousness, Gears 5 sets an impressive standard for visual quality, use of the Unreal Engine tech, and it's all locked behind ultra settings at 60 frames per second. If this is what the Series X can do on launch day, I can't wait to see what's in store as more is released from Microsoft Studios. This is my first performance analysis video for IGN and I hope that you liked it. I've heard you loud and clear about wanting to see better comparisons and capture on IGN, so I've spent a lot of time developing this process. It's not easy and of course on a personal note, Digital Foundry is just a big inspiration for me to be better at this. They've set the standard that I'll keep trying to meet and improve upon with these pieces. But what did you think about this new feature on IGN? I wanna know, so tell me in the comments below. This was a week of my life and I learned so much, so I have to honestly just thank you for watching. And thank you to the Coalition for the additional context. Stay tuned for our next performance analysis, all about your friendly neighborhood, you know who. It's Foz, right? <clears throat> yeah, I guess so. Shut the f*** up, Foz. Yeah, sir. Destin, good stuff, my friend. That uh, You got Thank some you. New, new toys to play with. That's a really cool performance analysis right there. Nicely done. Thank you, thank you. A lot of people calling out, I want to see Watch Dogs Legion. Can't do that one yet, unfortunately. I'm excited to on launch day, though. Yeah, it is uh, It is getting its next-gen optimization, its Series X optimization on launch day. Uh, so that is when we will be able to play it on the Series X. Uh, all right, Q&A time. We've had, what, we're 30 or so minutes into this. We've shown uh, a couple of things. We've got plenty more to get to. We're going to show 
what is arguably the closest thing to a, a new first party exclusive coming up next with Gears Tactics. But in the meantime, Miranda, how's the chat looking? What questions do we have out there? Yeah, so we've had a lot of questions about the actual system itself, which is good because we have some answers for you guys. So Aaron G1 was asking, are the console settings the same as the Xbox One X? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's more options. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that was actually, I've been digging in those all the past uh, few days just because I'm you know, doing guide stuff. And it is cool to see how many different options there are. Um, but I think William does a great job of kind of expanding on that and asks what systems and features are missing that you would like to have seen from the new consoles? Hmm. That's a good question. Paris, any thoughts on that one? Yeah, that is a, a great question because I, I feel like they've done such a great job of making it feel almost plug and play coming from Xbox One into the Series X. So I, I, I honestly, there, there isn't anything missing that I'm like, oh, I wish they had this here that was a part of the Xbox One generation. So yeah, nothing for me. One, there is one thing I want that I have repeatedly said to Phil Spencer. In fact, recently on Twitter, this came up from someone else. And then I like jumped in on the conversation. The three, so uh, I am one of the uh, cursed children that plays inverted. And the 360, if there are any other inverted players out there, they know exactly what I'm gonna say right now. The 360 had a system level option to invert the look for everything. Not, but not literally like every menu, because that's the Xbox One added that at some point where you could just literally invert the Y axis for everything, including menus. So it's like even on a system menu, if you pressed up, it went down. That's not what I was looking for. The 360 had it would it was it would just set every game would automatically get set for the inverted camera so that I didn't have to go in and set it on every single game. There was also a racing game preference too for what what camera do you prefer in your racing games? That one I feel like nobody really misses but but that inverted look that's the one I'm really really miss to this day because it's it's like the simplest dumbest little thing to complain about but I just love that the 360 made it so that I didn't never I never had to worry about it Ryan uh, I want to call out a lot of people are commenting on the the video settings I just showcased like saying where's 1440p so what it's doing is it's going through a capture unit and scaling 4k 60 down to 1080 for this yeah. broadcast. So there's a lot going on in the background, which is why it shows such a restricted output. Um, that's not indicative of what you would actually experience if you're hooking this right. up to a 4K 120 television via HDMI 2.1. Uh, it actually has the full gamut of um, uh, resolutions, including 1440p. Yes. It's not shown because this device can't capture 1440p and it's actually uh, registering what's on, on the display there. So just getting a little bit nerdy there for a second because a lot of people have these questions about like uh, Hertz ratings and, and how this stuff uh, functions in the background. So keep hitting me up chat with any, any of that stuff and I can address any of those questions or concerns, but like, man, why, why does it say like, you can't do any of those resolutions? Is that what I'm gonna experience on day one? The answer is no, it's strictly a, a, a issue not an issue, it's just, it's detecting our capture hardware. Yeah, and that's that's why uh, when, Destin, when you did show your, your screen when you were scrolling through the settings there, it was yeah. a lot of like yellow caution triangles and red yeah. X's. Normally when you're just hooked up to your TV and not doing a live broadcast to thousands of people, it's just all mm -hmm. green check marks. You know, it's, you know, you've got it all set up. Yep. 
Yeah, the only thing my TV doesn't have is Dolby Vision, but oh, here really? you can see everything's like, oh, warning, hey, you can't do all this stuff because you're capturing, capturing at a high yeah. resolution. Uh, we can do 1080p at 120 with our capture hardware. Uh, HDR is turned off. I can turn that on. But uh, you can look as soon as you plug in your TV, and it will tell you what your display is capable of, which I actually really love that feature. You plug it in, it's like, hey, all this stuff. So like Samsung, for example, you actually need to turn on something called, uh, in the, it's called like Input Plus, I believe. Mm -hmm. And you have to have that turned on on usually the fourth HDMI port and able to activate the 4, 4K 120 Hertz functionality. There's there's so much tech, I'm nerding out again, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, Destin, yeah, actually, you know, go back to the dis settings menu for just a second for me. There was one other thing I wanted to point out um, that Got I actually, it, it, was, it was an issue that I had uh, the under device control. So the Series X doesn't have an IR blaster. Uh, you got to check that box if you want your console to turn your TV on and off. You got to make sure because it's, uh, mm. it can do it just like the Xbox One could, but it just, it, you have to, go through a slightly different path to get there. I, I love this. Um, and the fact that you can set what you want it to do specifically is a really, really nice change. Uh, real quick to answer a question in chat. Do you need HDMI 2.1 for 4K 120 FPS? Yes. And the Xbox Series X has one included. Yeah, I feel like we've said uh, yeah. that so many so times. Series and X. we'll keep saying it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's short. So maybe get a um, So yeah, keep that keep that Forza rolling, Destin. Let's let's see some pretty video games because the the big thing here um, is 4K 60. So there was yeah, a 60 yeah. uh, frame per second mode on the One X for Horizon, which of course has traditionally been a 30 frame per second game compared to Motorsport, which which has always been 60 frames because of course Horizon is massive open world. But you get the best of all worlds on the Series Ooh. X with Forza Horizon. It is. <laughs> It is uh, it is much better looking than Destin is as far uh, than than Destin drives. It's uh, that's <laughs> now, you're on best, the spot, man. my friend. You gotta call me out like that, Ryan. You're on the spot. I'd be doing just as bad under the pressure of of thousands of people watching. But I, yeah, I think I think Ryan. One thing that you, you just mentioned there that we we should definitely point out is you you have Here to see go. these games in person to to understand how important 60 frames 120 frames obviously the 4k resolution is to the experience because watching this over stream you're just simply not going to see it but in person even a game like forza horizon which which is playing right now i mean it just looks fantastic Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm glad console. you brought that up, actually, Paris, because I, I want to go around the, the, the panel here to everybody because my opinion, which is the opinion in our review, but I felt like, so, and Horizon, I'm glad we're talking about this in the context of Horizon because it's the perfect example. So for me, obvious major difference going from 30 frames per second to yes. 60 frames per second. I want to hear from everybody here, starting with Paris, how do you feel about the jump from 60 to 120? Because... I felt like it's it's nice, don't get me wrong, but I felt like it wasn't nearly as noticeable. And I'm not like criticizing the, 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 the option. Of course, it's great that the console can do it, but I feel like I'm gonna, in most cases, choose 4K 60 versus, you know, 1800p or 1440p. There is a, there is a trade-off uh, uh, for, for the games that I've seen so far that do the full 120. So starting with Paris, how do you feel about 60 to 120? 
I think from a visual standpoint, you're not going to notice as much. I think it's going to be way more important in multiplayer games. So when we get to the Halo yeah. Infinites, Call of Duties, things like that, that could potentially take advantage of 120 frames per second mode. It's that millisecond quicker response to something that's going to matter in, in a multiplayer game where I think the, the 120 is going to start to kick in and people are really going to see the benefit of it. I, I will say again, going back to Gears 5, I didn't notice it at first just playing it like, oh, OK, yeah. this is I'm used to this. But when I went back and played 60 frames on PC and then I hopped back over to 120, I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> I, I, I it just felt like I was moving faster. Just things were just so much more smoother of an experience playing that way but i think from a tactical standpoint you know in pvp that's where you're going to see that advantage of 120. miranda how about you how do you have, have you uh does your tv at home do 120. Why, yes, it does. I uh, actually saved and waited and upgraded just for that. So nice. um, I have the LG C9, this is the OLED, which is, I think, very popular among our Unlocked yeah, team. Yeah, the, the, the year, you're the, you're the 20, what, 19 or 2020 19. model versus my 2018 or 2019 model. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think Paris kind of nailed it when he said, we're really going to notice it is going to be in PvP. So you're going to get into multiplayer, and that's where you're really going to feel that quick quick frame rate really give you, I think, the edge over what you would have gotten in 60 frames. Um, I think this is most noticeable, say, if you have a PC and like an older console or something just running any competitive game at 30 frames, and if you can get it up to 120 on your PC, like you can really see. <laughs> Sorry, Destin. I'm Murdering. good at driving. <laughs> Go to the in-car view, Destin. Change the camera. Let's see. Let's get in that. In that. I love the in-car view in Forza. Um, Should be RB, yeah, right? Can, uh, Definitely feel the oh, difference. now you're going into photo mode. <laughs> I hit the wrong, the wrong thing. I, I actually don't change my perspective very often. <laughs> yeah. How do you do it, Ryan? I believe it's RB. Got it. Well, now I'm rewinding. So. <laughs> I I feel bad because I like Forza, but also I love distraction and playing my car games. I just total my cars all the time, and I feel so bad. But it's like I don't know. There's just something so appealing about car games and destroying things. I can't put my finger on what it is, but it's maybe because of the games that I played. Yeah, jumping through all the views here. My car's a little smashed up because I've been running into walls. So sort, sort of a, a silly reason for that. Uh, I'm just trying to throw more geometry at the engine yeah. to, to see if it chugs or what it does. And that's why I'm like running into everything and driving <laughs> Sure it early. is, sure, buddy. Uh, it, <laughs> it's fun for me as a nerd who's into like frame rate and engine stuff. Um, just, just to see, okay, well, okay. If I just smash into this and throw some extra geometry at, the, at the engine, can it handle it? Is it dipping? Am I noticing any, any performance hitches or any things like hey, that? Hey, Destin, Especially there, these cobblestones. Uh, is there any way you can get rid of that alert at the top of the screen there? I don't know what's going on with, with I don't know is, why. Yeah. I'm not sure what's doing. Horizon solo. There you go. Should get rid of that. Three, two, <laughs> one, zero. Yeah, we determined I was having networking issues earlier in the stream. Maybe it's because I'm broadcasting. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You know, it's it goes to a point that both Paris and Destin were making earlier. Like Horizon's a good example of just like Gear, you know, Gears 5 effectively runs at ultra PC settings on the Series X. So does Horizon. Like Horizon's been 60 frames per second for the last couple of iterations on PC. But now it's on the console, and that is just really, really special to see. 
Um, do we have any other questions uh, that we can go through here, Miranda, before we move on to our next topic? Yes, we have uh, so many questions. So Zach asks, does quick resume work if the console is off and if you turn it on? Yes. Yes, yes it well, there's actually a news story on that on IGN today. And I believe Major Nelson had had tweeted video evidence of this, like right after the the uh, one of the first reveals. But yeah, you can actually unplug the system like it can be completely powered off and then come back, uh, turn but turn back on and quick resume still works. So that's pretty cool to see. Um, some more quick questions we have. Hector wants to know if the Series X has Xbox or Game Share My Home Xbox, like last gen, to share games with one of your family members. Yes, it does. So you yep. can actually make sure that it is your home Xbox. You can do that up to five times a year um, to change between Xboxes. So that is definitely something you can do. And I have a guide for that, along with many others in our <laughs> Xbox Series X wiki. Maybe I sit up all night working on them. Who knows? Hope you check it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I mean, anybody can correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm missing something, but I believe the only things that aren't coming over from the Xbox One generation are Kinect compatibility and the optical port, for which which is a bummer for me because I've used, uh, I use Astro A40s for years uh, wired in with the optical port. Uh, so I need to, I've got another solution that I need to sort out, but... But yeah, everything else that's on, that's there on the Xbox One has come over as far as system levels, features, and support. Yeah, that's about what I've seen. And there are voice commands that you can still do, but you have to set up a digital assistant. So right. so far, Alexa, I saw right? Alexa or Google is what I yeah. saw from the list, but I'm assuming you can do more. Um, and so if you still want to do like the Xbox On sort of command, you can do that. It's just a little different this time around. But I, I'm kind of bummed they didn't add different sort of integration for that to make it a little bit more intuitive just to the Xbox Series X, because that is actually something I used a lot. I used a ton yeah. of voice commands. So the fact that I have to do another step to set it up is a little bit of a bummer, but it's fine. Uh, so Destin's futzing around in Destiny at the moment, but do, while he's doing that, before before we get to, I'm actually, we want to throw to my Series X review from early this morning, before, but before we get to that, Miranda, is there maybe one more good question in chat that we can get to for now? Because I, I want to make sure we're we're really trying to answer as many questions as we can during this this uh, stream. Yeah, we have we still have so many. Um, so Mike H says, "Hey gang, have achievements been updated at all yet? Do we finally have something similar to a platinum trophy? Do we finally have back the list of hundred percent games we had on 360?" So I can't answer the 360 question, but I do know that there are like Game Pass achievements. So there's like expanded Those have been there, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's not entirely new, but I think that's just more integration with that is like on the Xbox menu. It's just very obvious when you get something unlocked for that. So that's really all I've noticed. Unless you guys have noticed anything else? Yeah, Paris, have you noticed anything new there? As I have not. No, I, I haven't either. I mean, again, I, I think this is a part of their strategy. They want this to be as plug and play seamless as possible. So the experience that you have right now on the Xbox One is literally translating right on over to the Series X. Yeah, not unlike a upgrading your gaming PC or upgrading yeah. your smartphone. In fact, uh, that very topic comes up in my Series X review, which let's go ahead and go to that now. So if you have not seen it this morning, this is... Uh, Maybe the longest review I've ever done. It's 13 plus minutes long. 
But I mean, hey, this is there's a lot to talk about with this console. So if you're curious, if you've been if you're tuning in going, well, what did you actually give? What score did you give the Series X? What do you think of it? Here is my review of the Xbox Series X. The Xbox Series X sneaks up on you. It's a minimalist block with precisely one curve on the entire thing. And when you turn it on, the dashboard looks almost identical to the one that Xbox One gamers have been using for years. Even the power button makes the same beeps, and the packed-in controller is barely changed. It's not until you fire up a game and are launched into smooth, native 4K amazingly quickly that the Series X justifies spending $500 to upgrade. This console makes few compromises, and even though there's no killer app out of the box that immediately screams, this is next gen, after just a short while with it, going back to even an Xbox One X would be agonizing. From the moment you open the Xbox Series X box, it makes a great first impression with a presentation reminiscent of an Apple product. It's clear that every aspect of that process has been carefully considered, including the console's central isolated placement in the box, making it feel like you're opening a present. It's befitting of a premium $500 device. That customer first thinking continues with an easy initial setup when you plug the Series X in and turn it on. You can even use your smartphone to log into your account and toggle your settings and preferences while the box itself downloads and installs a firmware update. Once you're up and running, you've got multiple options for bringing your existing library to the Series X, the best of which don't require you to re-download anything. For instance, if your current Xbox is still hooked up to your network when you bring home the Series X, simply plug in the Series X and transfer all of your games right over the network. It's as painless as upgrading a smartphone. Let's talk about the console design itself. It's minimalist, yes, but bold. To my eye, it's easily the best in Xbox history, when it's standing vertically at least. On its side, it looks like a giant misplaced Lego piece and you can't remove the round vertical stand. But when stood tall, it's big enough to confidently tower in your entertainment center while compact and subtle enough that it doesn't dominate it. The top of the Series X is something of an industrial designer's magic trick. The concave ventilation screen gives an appealing look of both depth and premium quality when viewed at eye level or higher, and the green coloring on the inside half of those ventilation holes pops with a much-needed accent that makes the inside of the Series X appear to be illuminated even when it's turned off. On the front, you have the power button, a single USB 3.2 port, a 4K Blu-ray drive with an eject button, and a controller pairing button. On the back, there's an HDMI 2.1 out, two more USB ports, the power plug, an Ethernet port, and the internal storage expansion slot. Rest in peace, HDMI in and optical ports. I know those weren't the Xbox One's most popular features, but I'll miss them. I won't miss noise, however, because there really isn't any. Kudos to Microsoft's engineers for making the Series X almost inaudibly quiet. Even playing games in 4K at 60 frames per second, this stoic ebony obelisk barely whispers. 
We measured just 40 decibels while playing Dirt 5, which sounds great next to 60 decibels for the same game on the Xbox One X. In the thermal department, the Series X also does very well. It's a bit cooler than the Xbox One X, registering at 42.5 degrees Celsius in Dirt 5 versus 56 degrees in the same game on the One X. If you've owned an Xbox One, navigating your new Series X will be instantly familiar. I do realize that's anticlimactic for a lot of folks. Until now, when we've bought an expensive new generation console, we've gotten a totally new experience. Microsoft has not done that here, opting instead for continuity across generations and sticking with an interface that after nearly seven years of tweaking, works pretty well. It may not be shiny or new, but it is time-tested. It has every feature and third-party media app we've come to expect from a current console, with no obvious gaps or downgrades. On the Series X, it's snappier and more responsive, and a lot of functionality is easily accessed via a press of the guide button on the controller. Some occasionally needed settings are still cumbersome to find, but at least there's a system-level search functionality similar to Windows and iPhone that lets you search for things like HDR setting. When it comes to power, this generation is no repeat of the previous one, which saw the Xbox One outgunned by Sony's PlayStation 4 on both power and price. This time, the Xbox Series X's main selling point is that it has 12.1 teraflops of computational power on tap for games to play with. It's not a perfect measurement of speed, but on paper, that's twice as powerful as the Xbox One X and about 20% better than the PlayStation 5, for the same $499 price that Sony's charging. In practice, that means 4K 60 frames per second experiences are positioned to be the new normal, and that boost in frame rate is a very noticeable upgrade from the 4K 30 treatments common on the Xbox One X and the upscaled or checkerboarded 4K 30 we usually see on the PS4 Pro. We don't know for sure yet how the Series X and PS5 will perform in the same third-party games head-to-head, -head, but remembering the difference between the Xbox One and the PS4 at their launch Betting on the more powerful box seems like a good move. Yeah. If you favor frame rate over all else, some games on the Series X offer a 120 frames per second option, though doubling the frame rate usually comes at the cost of some amount of resolution. It's also bound to cause some setup hassle because not every 4K TV or HDMI cable supports 120 hertz. You shall not stand in that said, the difference between 60Hz and 120Hz was nice, but it didn't jump out at me the way the upgrade from 30 to 60 does, and I don't generally think it's worth sacrificing the resolution for. But your mileage may vary, and if you're serious about competitive gaming, you might be glad the option is there. The Series X's superstar feature is its 1TB NVMe SSD drive. Games played from there, new and old alike, show tremendously impressive loading time improvements. The SSD affects absolutely everything on this console in an utterly life-changing way. When you consider all the hours we've wasted staring at loading screens this past generation, this is arguably a bigger leap forward for console gaming than 4K. 
What stings a little bit is thinking about how quickly that 802 gigabytes of usable space will fill up when we start installing 136 gigs of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, 120 gigabytes of Halo the Master Chief Collection, 72 gigabytes of Gears 5, probably a decent chunk for Cyberpunk 2077, and so on. Especially when you're looking at $220 for a one terabyte expansion card that matches the SSD's performance, those numbers are very scary. But again, Xbox One generation games will run in their unenhanced form from a regular USB 3.0 drive, so you can reserve all of the internal space for the games that need it. Speaking of speed, Quick Resume is the Series X's other omnipresent feature that I now wonder how I ever lived without. Being able to instantly pick up where you left off in any of your several most recently played games is an absolutely fantastic quality of life feature. It only takes about 5 to 10 seconds to go from selecting a game off of your list to actually playing exactly where you left off. There's no need to go back through the splash screens, the main menu, or even load to a recent checkpoint. Much more than any previous console, the Series X makes me feel like it's ready to be picked up and played at a moment's notice, and that makes me want to use it more often. A hidden cost savings of the Series X is that you can expect just about any Xbox One peripherals that you own that aren't named Kinect to seamlessly pair with the Series X. The new controllers are only slightly revised, and older Xbox One controllers, as well as the pricey Elites, are still rock solid. So if you like your existing controller, you can bring it with you. So far, the almost complete lack of any power-hungry next-gen exclusive games to put those teraflops to a true test is the millstone around the Series X's neck. Not that that's the console's fault, but the delay of Halo Infinite means there are hardly any exclusive games designed to take advantage of all this power until next year. And even then, Microsoft's decision to support consoles all the way back to the launch Xbox One for the next one to two years means its exclusives probably won't do anything we haven't seen before from a technological standpoint. They'll just look prettier and or run smoother on the Series X. Happily, there's no shortage of things to play thanks to full backward compatibility out of the box. Just about everything from the Xbox One will work, and the substantial catalog of 360 games and handful from the original Xbox that were brought forward to the Xbox One carry over to the Series X2. They also run better than they did on previous Xbox systems, such as HDR being added to Halo 5 or a frame rate approaching 60 on Grand Theft Auto 4. It's not unlike upgrading your PC. In some cases, the games benefit from smart delivery, Microsoft's platform-level system that encourages developers to push you the best version of their game based on which Xbox it's being played on. So if you buy Assassin's Creed Valhalla for Xbox One now, but then get a Series X as a gift in December, your progress will carry over seamlessly and your console will download any new tech or textures it needs in order to give you the optimized for Series X edition of Ubisoft's new RPG. Speaking of new games, a console is only as good as the games you can play on it, and the Series X is lacking in that department in its early days, which is also not unusual in a console's early launch window. 30 launch games might seem like a lot, but almost nothing requires a Series X to play. 
In fact, a number of those games are upgraded Xbox One games from as far back as 2018, such as Forza Horizon 4 and Gears 5. Of course, just because the launch lineup is almost entirely cross-gen doesn't mean it's bad. There's a healthy variety of genres represented here, and all 30 have been officially optimized for the new console, but very little of what's available in the launch window screams, you've got to see this on Series X right now! Even the much maligned Xbox One launch had technologically impressive next-generation exclusives like Forza Motorsport 5, Dead Rising 3, and Rise Son of Rome. We can only assume that the Xbox Series X will wow us with new and spectacular next-gen games eventually, because there isn't much to judge it on right now. But in the meantime, no matter what current games you throw at it, your loading times will be drastically cut, your frame rates will be smoother, and your resolutions will be higher. This bold and minimalistically designed box is quiet, compact for both the power it packs and especially how it compares to the PS5, capable and loaded with convenience features like instantly resuming and cycling between any of your recently played games. Compared directly to the PlayStation 5 specs, it flat out gives you more power for the same price. It's going to be a joy to see what developers actually do with it in the coming years. For more on the Xbox Series X, check out our in-depth review of the new Xbox controller, our full unboxing video of the console, and our review of the Series X's cheaper little brother, the Xbox Series S. And for everything else on the new generation of gaming, stick with IGN. Welcome back to a very special episode of Podcast Unlocked Live. We are streaming this Xbox Series X review. You just watched the entire review, and we're doing this sort of AMA thing. Just literally ask us anything about the Series X or the Series X. We're on all the usual platforms. Hey, we want to give a special shout out to everybody watching us live on TikTok today. So with that, uh, Paris, you have, of course, had plenty of time with the Series X as well. You just saw my verdict what is, your, what is your take on this thing holistically? Just from a 10,000-foot view, how are you feeling about the Series X here as it launches? Uh, I'm very impressed with the hardware. Uh, I, I think the hardware has that next-generation feel to it. Uh, you know, you literally pick the Series X up and you go, this thing feels expensive, right? Like everything that, that it's doing. I think the fact that you can now bring games at 4K, 60 frames per second into your living room. Obviously, the fast load times, uh, the quick resume feature that's in there as well. It's doing next generation type things. And uh, I'm very happy with it. I, I think this is exactly what Microsoft said it would be, and they delivered on it. Miranda, how about you? I've really enjoyed my time with it. Um, I have also been impressed with quick resume. I've been just jumping back and forth between games just to test it out. Um, I've been very happy to see how older games are upscaled a bit. I think we're going to maybe touch on that a little bit later because yes. you know me. Uh, if you've seen the show at all, you'll know what I'm talking about when I'm maybe alluding to. Um, I've also really actually liked the new controller. Obviously, I don't, I say obviously, but maybe this is not too obvious for everybody. I prefer to use my, my Elite Series 2. So I pretty much just take that with me anywhere I can use it because it is 
by far my favorite controller I've ever used. Um, but yeah. this one's actually really great. I love the little grip on the back. It's very clicky. Uh, so I know some people may or may not like that, but I've generally enjoyed it a lot. And um, just a smooth controller. It's nice and light too. Destin, how about you? You've also spent a bunch of time with the Series X. Yeah. Just watched my review. What are what are your thoughts on the system overall? I don't really have a lot of feedback. I think it's a fantastic system. Just the video modes alone and the flexibility there, how it just detects what your display can do and allows you to customize with what hertz do you want to play at? Do you want to play at 1080, 120, or 1440, 120? Or do you want to play at 60? What resolution do you want your console to be at? Then there's all the video adjustments. Like as a video person who is constantly changing what display I'm outputting to, I love that. And, and it's just so... Uh, flexible with what you're able to throw at it. And then there's all the other features. There's the quick resume feature. It's like, it's so snappy to get into your games and you're playing faster. And you really notice that when you start plugging in your Xbox One X and trying to just do the same thing, just boot up gears from a cold state and go into the campaign. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I notice this time. So like, you know, Mark Medina over at IGN, he just put together a fantastic loading times comparison. If you want to see like how much faster things actually are, it's kind of insane in some instances. And you really notice it when you have the console in your house. Uh, I'm really, really happy with this piece of hardware. And I can't wait to see what the software starts to do when it really harnesses the power of the Series X. Yes. It's, it's no joke. Like it's not just marketing BS. It's, it's a really solid console. Yeah, so uh, let's maybe Miranda, if we have a, another question or two queued up, and then maybe in the meantime, we'll start showing off. Destin, if you want to just start bouncing around to some games to show off Quick Resume, because that's sure. you heard me call that out in the review. Uh, I believe one of you just mentioned it as well. It is one of the universal quality of life features that is absolutely uh, just fantastic on this box. So, Miranda, what are what are the people uh, curious about at the moment? Yeah, so we have quite a few. Um, Brian Strickland actually just asked, how does the share button work? Have you guys been messing with the new buttons much at all? Because I have. Go ahead, Miranda. Yeah, take right. it away. Yeah, so very simple. You just press it. Um, then it opens up this little capture tab. And then from there, you can, if you are just like on a home screen, it will let you go choose where you want to capture or what you want to send. You can also like really quickly look at your recent captures. Um, it's very easy to integrate things so far that I've seen. So very seamless, kind of, I guess would say it works as you would expect it to. Um, so how is actually asking on YouTube if we can show the dynamic background. So that is another setting that they have on here. Oh, I can um, show that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's so great. one of we've kind of been hinting at or guess touching on a lot of these settings that you can do in here. And I think it's really cool how there's like a, just nice layers of customization in the Series X. Um, maybe not something you first think about, but I am definitely one who likes to like deck out my any of my devices to look customized. Um, you can, of course, upload your own images if you want to use it as a custom background. You can just do a color or you can do like a default setting. You can also use your achievements as backgrounds as well. Nice. Yeah. What's uh... showing off quick resume here first, Ryan? Yeah, do it. Forza, I wasn't actually in the game, so I don't think it triggered. Let's right, see. Let's right. see what happens now. And uh, like, if anything goes weird, it's going to go weird. I don't know what's going to happen, but <laughs> you saw I was in Forza Horizon. I jumped over to Red Dead. It was really snappy. Let's see how jumping back goes. So I've encountered this during this stream where it's actually resetting the original game. So I don't know what's, what's going on with that, but uh, yeah. 
I mean, it is what it is. That's happening. You're watching it happen live. So maybe that'll be something people encounter. I don't know. Yeah, I know there was a bug with that with, uh, I think, Gears 5, where the quick resume for the moment just wasn't wasn't working all the time. But Red uh, Dead's work consistently. Like every time yes. I jump into Red Dead, it's going in. This is part of the insider preview. So this version of Forza isn't like the base version. And I have to wonder if that's maybe causing some sort of issue. But again, I mean, at the very least, you get to see again how fast I got back into the game, even though that quick resume logo didn't pop pop in. Oh no, yeah. I have to wait three more seconds. <laughs> you know. Let's yeah. see if and uh, this one is from a cold boot state, so this this won't do the quicker zoom. Uh, uh, so keep those questions coming, Miranda. Yeah, so Hiawata on Twitch asking how many games does Quick Resume remember? Does it remember every game or is there a limit to how many it can remember at a time? I think it's four. Are you guys uh no, I've I've tested that. I've had up to five. Five, okay. I've I've heard potentially it could do seven, but I've I've not tested that directly. Ryan, yes, Destin. Let's oh, do uh, let's do gears tactics. Let's you know, let's bounce into something. Now, again, this is going to be the one big new game for a lot of people. If you haven't already played this on PC, it came out about six months ago, end of April. Uh, I have played through this and I super, I have enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I would. And that's not, I don't mean that as a slight against the game, but I just, I kind of thought, oh, you know, okay. You know, I like Halo Wars quite, actually, I like Halo Wars quite a lot. Thought, okay. Gears, a strategy game, turn-based. All right, I'll give it a try. And then I found I really couldn't put the controller down. I had a really good time with this. Um, Miranda, I know you've spent a bunch of time. You love Gears. How did you like it when it moved to the strategy realm? I think it's such a great new place for Gears. It makes a lot of sense because I think whenever it comes to the gear system, it is very tactical and it just lended itself super well to being transitioned into an actual tactical game. Uh, so I think it's a fun way also to expand the Gears lore. Um, one of the things that I enjoy most from franchises that I love is when they take their world, their universe, and they find a new story to tell in a new way. So whether it's through a visual novel or through comics, yeah. like Gears has obviously had a lot of comics and books, but I always want a new game, right? And so seeing Gears in a tactic setting for what is, you know, a very tactical character, like it, it just all lines up here, right? It makes sense. Um, so I super enjoyed it. Paris, have you had any time? Uh, did had you previously checked this out on PC, or is is the yes. Series X version your first time with it? Yes, I actually already have completed the game via PC, so it was. I was interested to see bringing it to the Series X how it would hold up, and I mean, virtually identical. I, I would say again, the the Coalition has done an amazing job bringing over both Gears games to the Series X. Um, I played mouse and keyboard the first time around, yeah. so this was my first time actually yeah, doing it via the controller. Held up very well. I, I think people that have been console only and have not played Gears Tactics already, this will feel like a new launch game for you. Um, and I think it'll surprise you. You would think, ah, maybe this isn't the right genre for Gears, but it works very well. It's a great yeah. game. Yeah, it's funny. You know, Halo worked pretty well as a real-time strategy game. Gears works very well as a turn-based strategy game. And as such, to your point, Paris, the controller, the gamepad controls uh, lend themselves very well to a turn-based gear strategy game. Completely agree. It's so, pretty crazy how how you can 
definitely tell when they go from a pre-rendered cutscene to actually running on the Series X. Like, I, I, I don't know if Chat's able to tell, but I was able to tell instantly as soon as they went to an engine. This looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a good story here too, Miranda. This is uh, it's it's new characters, but you get to know them pretty quickly. Yeah, new characters that are related to characters very important to the Gears franchise. So it is kind of cool to have that history built around the series. Um, technically, a prequel to a lot of the events that happen in the Gear series. So it's very cool, again, to have that context. Uh, so we do actually have some more questions about Click Resume that I'd like to touch on really quickly. So we've had a few. Um, question specifically about quick resume and game, um, disc based games. So has yeah. anybody ch tested that yet? No, I'll be honest. No, I have not popped. I haven't popped a disc in this console yet. Okay. Yeah, I haven't either I, actually. I, but every, well, every game, yeah, every, well, every, every optimized game we've had has been uh, from a download code. But yeah, I have, I loaded in some of the 360 games, of course, via disc. I've still, my shelf is all 360 games because I've gone pretty much all digital for the last uh, generation. Yeah, let's see. Let's do uh, let's do a couple more questions here, Miranda, before we we move to our next topic. Yeah. So, official the beast on YouTube asks, will the console give you a list of games that are in the quick resume queue so you can prioritize which games you want there? Hmm. I think it just goes for, uh, from your list of most recently played. I, I yes. don't believe there's any more control you have over it than that. Right, so whenever I, you just hit the Xbox button on your controller, it'll just pop up the most recent games. You can customize your home screen so that you can have like a queue of games listed. Um, so that's called like the shelf. And so you can actually manipulate that. So that could be a way that you quickly, I guess, launch games if you wanted to do that. But again, the most recent ones are on that top line anyway. So I don't know if it's always that helpful, but I guess if there's one that you bounce to every now and then, it could be good to prioritize that higher up. People people are asking about low latency, and um, I could speak to that a little bit if, if you want me to, Ryan. <laughs> Please. Absolutely. I'm just futzing around with my uh, custom background since that question came <laughs> up. Yeah, so latency-wise, um, I mean, just, just playing at 120 hertz at any resolution, you're going to have reduced latency, right? Uh, of course, V-Sync still hits the latency process, but for me, it has been tremendously short. The Coalition actually talked about talked about uh, latency, and they've gotten down to around 30 milliseconds at 4K 120 in their versus multiplayer because they're able to push those 120 frames, right? Uh, that's comparable to what Call of Duty Warzone does on on uh, PC. Yeah. So that that's very very impressive uh, to me personally. All right. And uh, that's what I, that's what I have to say about latency. Good stuff. No idea what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah. pop up as well. So thank you for touching on the controller latency. I am super not in the know about that sort of the tech side. I'm still learning a lot of it, so I, I can't really speak to it as well. But it all worked out pretty well for me um so bruce money wayne asks uh for quick resume does it work if you don't does it only work if you don't quit the application once you leave it and also um i believe someone earlier also asked if you can update a game and still use quick resume that's and a good question i don't think so because then it'll no, resume no. It, it quits the game yeah it quits point. the game yeah. right so yeah so quick resume is basically you're like 
Think about it when you have your phone open, right? When you close out your apps, you're you're shutting them down, right? And but if you don't, you can just go back to where you were. Um, and that's exactly how the Xbox functions as well. So I actually have been testing it with a few games while we're chatting right now. Um, and it's working perfectly fine. And I will say some of the games that have uh, network connections, I think that's maybe what's stripping up PS5. I know we said that there is a bug with quick resume not necessarily always working. Um, it's work. It's works with Red Dead. So I'll show Red Dead again. Yeah. So we're, yeah, Red Dead's worked for over. me. Uh, as has I've been playing a totally accurate battle simulator because that's on Game Pass. I've just been downloading so yeah. many Game Pass games. Outer Wilds. If I don't give Outer Wilds a shout out, is this oh, an yeah. unlocked episode? There you go. In, in ten <laughs> seconds or less, Destin, you are you are now in. You are totally yeah. playing. You're not in the menu. If, you are. Yeah. Now go yeah. back to Gears Tactics. See if it works. Yeah. Let's What's interesting? Works. We were just in Gears Tactics, so this will be a good example of if it's yeah. working with a game. This isn't an insider program. This is just a game. There's so a, it, did, it reset it again. That's interesting. Huh. Well, yeah, that, Microsoft, what do you got to say um, for yourself? You got to tell well, us what's going on here. So if I, I could chime in on one thing with Quick Resume that I noticed, and Destin, I don't know if you tried this yourself, but like a game like Destiny 2, um, even though it's you know a, a live service game, if you can use it in Quick Resume, if you go back to it after just a few minutes before before the game would like kick you out of the server, so to speak. So if I wanted to, if I'm playing Destiny 2 and then I popped into Gears 5 really quick to check something and then pop back over to Destiny 2, I would still be in the game and it would still just pick up right right where I left off. But for a live service game, it will at some point, obviously the server will detect you being inactive and it'll just kick you out. In Destiny, yes. Yeah, so. You're probably right, Ferris. It probably has something to do with networking. But I got back in. I don't know if Quick Resume actually ended up working because I ended up getting back where I was incredibly quickly. It's it's a little bit delayed, but anyway. So that's a little bit of the, the tutorial mission. Get your feet wet in a gear strategy game. But let's move to the Miranda portion of, of the broadcast here. We've got about 35 or so minutes left. So... Uh, more specifically and more seriously, Miranda, the, the support on this console goes all the way back to certain original Xbox games, including an old favorite of yours. Yeah, so this is actually the first game I booted when I plugged in my, my Xbox Series X. I, I downloaded it first, did not care about anything else, went straight into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Fusion Frenzy, <laughs> one of the greatest party <laughs> games of all time. Um, so this game is actually really special. Well, quick resume work for this one. <laughs> you, look at the go! Look at it go! Uh, yeah, I was just like, hey guys, can we please have Fusion Frenzy on the stream because this is important to me. Um, so all jokes aside, I think it's actually really important to showcase this one because it looks so good. I was just like, excuse me? Yeah, the the clarity of it is how I remember it in my mind as a child and like I was like a, a teenager, but Obviously, it did not look like this before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the best you could do was 480p if you had a television capable of that at the time. And now, yeah, I, I believe if memory serves, Miranda, this runs in, in 1080p now, I think. I believe so. Um, honestly, again, I'm just so impressed with how good this looks and how well it translated. Um, again, another reason I really wanted to bring this up, and we've had a few questions about um, Microsoft expanding the backwards compatibility as well, which we don't really know if they're going to go back and make even more <laughs> old Xbox games backwards compatible. Um, but a lot of them already are. 
And the fact that they're just, you know, on Game Pass and you can download it and just jump right in is such a huge benefit because I'm definitely one of those people who craves that nostalgia every now and then. And I just want to play. Oh, Dustin, you got to focus on this one, bud. (laughs) I have no (laughs) idea what's happening. Come on, Dustin. You can do it. We have had input latency. It's helping me out, Miranda. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, so it's so great to be able to just download old games like this and play them whenever you want and remove them as you need to or just keep them on your hard drive forever because they are smaller games. Um, And so that's one of the reasons I'm going to showcase this. So one of the things that I do wish Microsoft would address is that some of these really old games were obviously released before Xbox Live. And so you can't play this online. You have to have people with you playing. So the hope is that we could play this together, but you can't. Um, and this is actually a game I used to play with my siblings all the time. And so I'm really sad that I can't actually play it with them until- Oh, two buttons, what? Oh, yep. Oh, it's gonna get really intense. You chose a bad one, Dustin. Or I guess it was well, random. You're in the what, mode. What's funny is, Miranda, you brought that very thing up uh, before the broadcast when we were just sort of talking through before we got started. And like that's how far we've come and how ubiquitous and normal and expected Xbox Live online multiplayer is that that when we were like, yeah, we'll just all play it together. And then, and then you had to remind us, well, oh wait, this game came out before Xbox Live existed. Couch co-op game only, like everything. Yeah, we've just, we've come really far in the, you know, 19 years of Xbox. Yeah, absolutely. And I, again, I do wish that there was like a secret team at Microsoft that was going through these original games. It's like, all right, guys, we got to add Xbox Live to this. We got to make sure that people can play online. I I think that is something that Microsoft is sort of missing is like that kind of fun party game. I think we've seen it a lot, especially since the pandemic kind of has, you know, just progressed that people are really craving those sort of like fun interactive games that aren't necessarily really sweaty. (laughs) Like, yes, you can get um, a lot of really great shooters and battle royales, but sometimes you just want it. You gotta turn in your, you gotta turn in the missiles. That's it, you gotta turn them in. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Never played this game before. It's this is all for you, Miranda. Um, but... Backseat driving going on. Yeah, no, she's helped me out. Yeah. I think it, it would be really great to see Microsoft sort of prioritize, prioritize some of these more fun, but also can be sort of stressful party games that are just really lighthearted. Um, I would yeah. say, uh, you know, while Miranda is recommending Fusion Frenzy so and, and uh, <laughs> wisely so, the the game again it also looks better than it did on the original Xbox. I recommend if you never played it, the original Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. It mm-hmm. is compatible. You can play it on any of the Xbox systems, and it's still a, a tremendous. Obviously, it doesn't look great anymore outside of the you know they pump the resolution up but by modern standards but my goodness the story is is it's one of the best uh, role-playing game stories i've ever played great twist in it too that you'll never see coming and uh gosh i miss that game so destin's just trolling game pass here you said star wars i wanted to go see if i had it i don't think I, it's I on game pass yeah it's it's uh kotor is not I mean, on game pass but no i thought i had it anyway but anyway yeah Let's, uh, Destin, do you, do you have GTA V installed over there by chance? I don't. You do not. I, All right. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was uh, hard drive space. Uh, <laughs> sure. There were, two, there were two questions that I wanted to go, sort of go back to. Uh, I believe somebody was asking about personalization with the the backgrounds. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So the menu for in it dynamic, there. Yeah. my uh, color backgrounds. and background. 
and then you can uh, just turn on dynamic background. It's just down here. It, it utilizes uh, your color. And uh, there it is. You can just sort of see some motion. I, I actually really like this a lot. Um, it just, it's really subtle. And I hope they add more options for it. Is this the only one right now, Ryan? I, yeah, I believe so. That's So hopefully more will, we'll see more will in come the future. at some point. Yeah. yeah. And then if you go down here, you can go to manage. Uh, whoops. Sorry. Oh, right, did you good. guys did you you're guys right know spot. that you can turn yeah. off the little startup thing, little chime? I did, yes, I actually I had I had found that in the menu when I was digging around. That's a it's an interesting little menu option. Yeah, so yeah, you, you're uh, you're getting full up there, Destin. You got a little bit left. A little bit, yeah. Not not enough for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War or well, Master Chief Collection. I'll but, be uninstalling you know. some stuff. <laughs> You got room for a few things. Let's see if I got room for GTA. Well, Maybe by the end of the, I have unless you've got internet. a fiber connection, I don't think we're going to be downloading it in time. You but, well, there we go. Oh, oh <laughs> look see. at that! Get you showing up. Seventy. <laughs> no, when you're running other games, it only downloads at like twenty megabits yeah, per second. So. It takes a while. Um, oh well. Well, let's. Do we have a couple more questions, Miranda? Yeah, I'm looking through what we have. Please keep sending them through, guys. I know we've tried to answer a lot of them. We've had some repeat questions, so I apologize. Um, we've actually had a few maybe on HDR, if we can talk about that. So can you say anything about how well auto HDR works, asks Lone Hobbit, as well as a few others have asked during the course of the stream. I don't know if when Dustin I said or Paris have, uh, have messed around with it. Like, I know Halo 5 had the auto HDR added yes. to it. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, and actually, Halo 5 is a great example of this. Uh, yeah, the auto HDR feature that they're bringing over. I mean, it's, you know, the colors really pop off the screen for that game. I, I'm not the biggest Halo 5 fan in the world, but I've been playing some some of it during the preview. And, you know, they've definitely done some, some great, a great job with, with the backwards compatibility enhancements, like we're saying with auto HDR, because it just looks better. Um, Batman Arkham Knight is another one. Um, that I was able to see take advantage of auto HDR. And ironically enough, Fallout New Vegas is another one that when when you're out there in the wasteland of Vegas, I mean, just just those, it just pops off the screen. So yeah, that's, I, I, I would say the quality of life features that the auto HDR is going to bring to the backwards compatible games just really just breathes, a, it's like a new fresh coat of paint, so to speak. To these games and i think people will really be happy with what they see good stuff Miranda, what else uh blaze the optics zz ask can you record your gameplay internally in 4k or the standard 1080p yeah it's uh Destin, i don't know if you want to pull that up uh or you're actually yeah you might be able to do it from here because it's it's just on the guide i think it's yeah it's the same options as the one x so you can do i believe oh, yeah, 4k 4K clips up to, I think, 30 seconds in 4K. And then I believe it's up to two minutes. 30 seconds in 4K. 30, SDR, yeah, there you go. 1080, one minute. There it 720, is. 720, three minutes. Yeah. And then you can set that to an external drive, probably, and uh, up to one minute uh, previously happened recordings. There it is. And this is, uh, this is No Man's Sky. A lot of people, call, I've heard commenters call, I've seen commenters call this um, a great comeback. I don't remember how to do anything though. 
Well, and this, <laughs> to be clear, the, it is getting a next generation update uh, for Series X. This is not that. You are just running it in compatibility mode. Yep. I'm just playing yeah, the so, game. Yeah, there's quite a few things that we can't just we can't share right now because like the actual updates aren't live yet because you know the console's not out yet. So, yeah. <laughs> but that we have definitely been trying to show the ones that we can. Um, so on Holy Light S on IGN is the Xbox Series X slash S only compatible with Microsoft Lite since peripherals or will it recognize say the Bluetooth from my PlayStation Gold headset? Buying new accessories is a concern for me. I don't know if it will pick up other uh, Bluetooth things like that. I don't. I don't believe so. Yeah, that I don't, I think, don't so. think so. Yeah, yeah I mean, I all all the old Xbox One accessories work uh, unless it's named Connect. But yeah, <laughs> everything from the One. So if it, if it was if it works with the Xbox One, it'll work with the Series S or Series X. A lot of people ask about Quick Resume, like, can you pick the games? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, can they be pinned? No, I don't I don't think that's a functionality. Yeah, yeah so again, how Quick Resume works, yeah. it's just like you're opening an app on your phone, right? But it's a, it's a limited number of apps that can Quick Resume on your Xbox. So it's like the last four games or something that you've opened, those will be through Quick Resume. Um, and we're not sure exactly, some people said five, but are you gonna be switching through five games at once? Who can say? Maybe you will be, but that is something that you can do. Um, and so I don't know if there's a way to turn that off. I do need to double check the settings on that, but I'm not too sure why you would want to turn it off. So. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know the answer to can you turn it off? I would imagine, I don't think so. Like, I don't know why you would want it turned off, but... Yeah, we've had a lot of questions about, can you turn it off? And it's like, oh, you know, I will research that for you guys, but I have yeah. not seen that as being a thing. So, um, and Loud Cobra one said, Digital Foundry kept switching and found no limit. So maybe there's no limit to Quick Resume. Yeah, I, I, I presume they're asking if you can turn it off as, as sort of a, can you just have that, the, the any RAM that's being allocated for that go to yeah. games instead? And I, mm. yeah, I, I don't believe you can turn it off. It is just a, it is a, Baked into the system uh, at a at a level that cannot be changed by the user. So right. let's see I'm not here. seeing anything in options. So yeah, yeah, I don't believe that is the case. But all right, yeah, Doom, I don't think so. Doom Eternal, the yeah, show off the loading times on this because this is yeah, it's this pretty is pretty impressive when you get because yep. so on my piece I have a on my new PC it's I have an NVMe drive just like the the Series X and it's uh, it's. Yeah, it's that quick. So it's that's as quick as my brand new PC. That's how fast that loading time was. Now you're really going to get judged, Destin, playing this game. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> so uh, while, while Destin's playing, we do have a question from Scotty Rockies asks, what are your thoughts about the external SSD? External SSD? Oh, that, that, I think, is that referring to the expansion drive? I'm assuming so. I'm yeah, a I, would, I would presume so. I mean... I brought this in the, so this is gonna be a big topic. You're gonna hear more about this. We're gonna run the Series S review in a little bit. Um, but I mean, it's it's pricey, yes, it's $220, but it's not Microsoft just, you know, gouging you. Uh, it's That's just the price of that technology right now. It is, uh, I mean, hey, if, if it's in your budget, great. You might as well grab one and double up to two two terabytes, and then you'll just not have to worry. Everything will 
be super fast because uh, the the expansion drive uh, has all the performance and loading time benefits that the internal drive does. But uh, yeah, for if you don't have that budget, you know you can still use any external USB 3.0 or up drive uh, and just store games over there and just have the ones you're actively playing on the one terabyte, which you know 802 gigabytes. You saw Destin bring up his his uh, hard drive contents earlier. You you can hold quite a bit of stuff on the eight on the 802 usable gigs. All right, Destin. Got it. I'm waiting for this guy to come around the corner. Um, so I think this is a good question for Ryan in Paris. Alex, Alexis Dupree on Twitch asks, I'm trying to figure out whether I should use network transfer to move all of my games to my Series X, but I'm worried about transferring AC Valhalla. Will it give me the optimized version? Will it trigger an update to give me the right version? So did you guys have any issues with that? Yeah, so... So, so the way that would work, there's a couple different ways. You absolutely could use a network option to transfer your games over. And if the Series X detects that you have a non-optimized Series X version, this is where smart delivery kicks in. And yes, you will, you will get an auto update to update Valhalla to, to the correct version. You could also do the option if you didn't want to transfer your network, you can plug in an external USB 3.0 drive, put all your games on that plug it directly into the Series X. And again, it'll be a seamless experience. If it needs to live on your internal uh, SSD drive, it you'll just move it over to that and you'll be able to play the game. Yeah, the um, there's there's a couple, I'll add a couple things to that. One is, uh, yeah, I saw that. I, I would recommend the network transfer if you've, if you've uh, got that already set up, if your Xbox One is already presumably plugged into your network. It's super easy to do yeah. network transfer. Uh, and then as far as, the smart delivery point gears five is a good example of this it's um it's 50 uh, was it 55 it's in my it's in the series s review you're gonna see in a few minutes but the on series s it's 50 something gigabytes and then on series x it's uh, i believe it's 70 or 72 and then a way you can actually check which is interesting destin i don't know if you can pull this up i'm, I'm gonna walk you through this if you go uh go back to your games list like the you know, your your list of games, if you wouldn't mind popping out of here. What you got? Just go to My Games and Apps. And then say, go to Gears 5 and press okay. uh, press Start on it, or whatever, the hamburger button. And if you go yep. to File Info, it gives you a very messy screen. But if you look, see how that third line, Gen Scarlet. So that is... Uh, that is, and then specifically down at the bottom, applied Anaconda. Anaconda is the code name of the Series X, and Lockhart, of course, is the code name of the Series S. So that's how you can double check that you've got the specific version installed on your console. So if if Destin were on his Xbox One, it would say Durango because that was the code name for the Xbox One, and if you were on the Series S, it would show Lockhart. There's Witcher Three Durango. There you go. So that's the of course because yeah. of course the the new next gen version that CD Projekt Red is going to do isn't out yet. So that's a that's just an Xbox One build of the game. Cool. I, that's neat. I learned yeah. something new. It's just a. It's. I almost. It's almost surprising to me that they show that they put that uh, sort of just wall of of dev text basically accessible to users like that. But it is right there for you if you do want to take a look at it. Um, 
I think, let's see, do we maybe, we got 20 minutes or so left. We still want to do, we've got the Series S review that we've got uh, coming up here. We wanted to show off maybe another game or two, maybe, I think, maybe some Red Dead and some Witcher 3, in fact. Um, yeah, Witcher, Witcher 3. I'll just hop into it really quick. Yeah, well, let's well, do that. Well, yeah, that up, Decard1992 asks on IGN two questions. One, what would be the best game to show off to my friends when I get the Xbox? And two, which way do you prefer to have your Xbox Series X positioned, vertical or horizontal? Well, I'll go around the table for everybody on this one. I'll start with Paris. Uh, so first game you would recommend people look at and then, and then your console orientation. I'll give you two games. I'll give you... Gears 5, and I'd also give you Batman Arkham Knight, believe mm. it or not. It looks really, really good. I, like I mentioned before, I think the auto HDR features really pops off the screen for that game. Um, I have my Series X when it's in the family room. It is horizontal because I have no choice. Right. <laughs> um, when, when I have it here in the office where I've done most of my testing, I, I have it vertical. I would prefer vertical if, if you can do it. Destin, how about you? That's the only answer. That's how you want to display it. It looks better. I, I get it. Like you can't if see you it. Have to, <laughs> you're in a little you tiny square. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Definitely standing up straight. Standing up. Standing up straight. Yeah. <laughs> and how about what's what's the first thing you would recommend people look at to, to as they plug in their new console? Game Pass, and then wow. just pick 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 whatever you want. <laughs> Doom Eternal's on there. So like I'm running Doom Eternal, and the version of Forza that I had before I got the enhanced version was uh off game pass also and so i i would say one of those in fact actually go back to that screen destin i believe so doom eternal is getting a series x optimization but now that with that new trick we've learned it's mm -hmm. i believe that optimization is not out yet you can check it if you go down to that file info durango yeah durango so that's not not the next gen optimized version yet but it is getting that uh, and that's going to be a free free update miranda yeah, so yeah, I'm skewing towards probably one of the next-gen optimized games just so we can check it out together. So it'd probably be Watch Dogs Legion just because mm, there's nice. a lot going on in those cities and you can check that out. Um, and then probably Fusion Frenzy because I want them to play it with me. Someone and then do, are, you, are you going horizontal in your entertainment center or standing the Xbox Series X up? I have it standing up right now, but I think it's going to have to lay down in my entertainment center just because of how it's designed. So. Yeah. Oh, Ryan, so looking through Game Pass, Gears 5. <laughs> it's probably one of like the best optimized games uh, yeah. the, so far. So yeah, absolutely. Gears 5, you want to show off one game? <laughs> Hop into that. And then, uh, yeah, for me, I'm, you can see it behind me. I think I'm, uh, I'm stood up. I've got just enough room in that, in that uh, entertainment center back there. And then for me, I'll, I'll give a different answer. So uh, I haven't seen it on Series X yet. But I just did have the opportunity to play NBA 2K21 on PS5. And it is, obviously, it's going to look the same on the Series X. Uh, that game, so it's it's not just a an update of the current gen version that's already out. They started over. It is a next gen specific version. In fact, I've got a preview on that uh, PS5 version I played on IGN on YouTube right now, if you want to take a look at it at some point. But yeah, it's... As far as just like wow factor for visuals, that's probably what I would say. I mean, Gears 5 is a great pick, but if you've already played Gears 5, man, NBA 2K, it looks tremendous. I mean, it's uh, it, it's definitely, I think it is the only game of the 30 games in the launch lineup 
that is next gen only. I mean, yes, there again, as I said, there's a there's a current gen version available, but it's a different it's a totally different version. I think it's the only non cross gen uh, game that's that's in the launch lineup. So take a look at that. All right, uh, we are we got about 15 minutes left. We've had some questions about the Series S. Well, why don't we show you the review of the Series S, which gives a great, hopefully, a great overview of uh, of the little brother new console. So this is this is about eight minutes long. Enjoy. There's never been a console like the Xbox Series S. Not to be confused with the Series X, this much smaller and much cheaper next-generation Xbox doesn't just sacrifice an optical drive, it's significantly less powerful than its bigger sibling and aims for upscaled 1440p resolution instead of true 4K. The results are mixed. Depending on how you plan to play, the S might make a ton of sense, and it's only $300 instead of $500 for the X. But for anybody who's serious about gaming on Xbox, its shortcomings may leave you kicking yourself for not springing for the Series X instead. The Series S's hardware is similar to the Series X's RDNA 2 architecture, but its CPU is clocked down and it has less RAM. In short, it's a 4 teraflop console versus the Series X's 12.1. Think of it like a base model car with a V6 and very few options compared to the fully loaded V12 that is the Series X. The difference between the S and the X is, well, black and white. It's significantly smaller, even smaller than the Xbox One S, but there's no disk drive, so there's no way to install disk-based games or watch Blu-rays. I wouldn't call it ugly, but its shape and appearance is slightly awkward in sort of an adorable way. The large black air vent on the top makes it resemble a speaker more than a console. On the front, there's the offset power button and one USB 3.2 port. On the back, it has all the same ports as the Series X, the HDMI out port, two more USB ports, an Ethernet port, a storage expansion slot, and of course, power. Thankfully, there's no brick. Of course, sharing ports with the Series X means there's none of the Xbox One's TV pass-through or optical audio here either. For a controller, it uses the exact same one that the Series X does, and it's compatible with just about all of the Xbox One's accessories. Set up and transferring games from an old Xbox is easy, especially with the slick smartphone app. At first glance, the Series S seems capable enough, though it's clearly a step down from the Series X in image quality. I connected the Series S to the same LG B9 4K OLED TV I used with the Series X, and to my eyes, the upscaled image quality was noticeably muddy compared to the crisp, clean, native 4K of the Series X. As always, you get what you pay for there. It actually looked better connected to a 1440p gaming monitor with no upscaling. However, I was pleased to see that Gears 5 vs. Multiplayer and The Falconeer are able to run at 120 frames per second if you're willing to take a hit in resolution, just like on the Series X. 
I did see some minor screen tearing and mild frame rate choppiness in the Falconeer at 120 frames, and in Gears 5's Versus at 120 frames, as well as the 60 frame per second campaign, I spotted noticeable dips here and there. It wasn't anything major, but it's a worrying warning sign that a brand new console is already missing a few steps. Through all of that, the Series S maintained the same whisper-quiet noise level as the Series X, registering just 38 decibels in Dirt 5 while its temperature topped out at 55 degrees Celsius in the same game. On the Series X, it was 40 decibels and 42.5 degrees Celsius, respectively. Both outclass the Xbox One X, which blasts out 62 decibels and 56 degrees Celsius. The interface is basically identical to what we've had on Xbox One for years now, so it's an unexciting upgrade there, but it's dependable and fully featured. The main advantage the Series S has over the comparably powerful Xbox One X is that its loading times are identical to the Series X. And that is to say, very, very quick. And that includes the wonderful quick resume feature that allows you to resume right where you left off in any of the last several games you've played. It's all just as life-changing on the Series S. The downside, though, is that you've only got a woefully small 364 gigabytes of usable space to install games and apps on, and that can go quick. I was at 96% capacity with a total of 8 games, 5 beefy blockbusters, and 3 smaller indie games. That's even with Microsoft's smart delivery system that lets developers tailor their games specifically to the Series S. Gears 5, for instance, is only 55.1 gigs compared to 71.9 gigs on the Series X because the S doesn't need the full 4K textures. Your mileage may vary, of course. If you play a lot of smaller indie games off of Game Pass, you can still load up a bunch of them. Sure, you can expand the storage using the slot on the back, but the one terabyte Seagate expansion card is a horrible buy with the Series S. If you're willing to spend another $220 on one of those, you'd be much better off just buying a Series X instead. To be clear, you can use a USB 3.0 drive as a pack mule to stash games you aren't currently playing to avoid having to re-download them later. In fact, I recommend that you do. By the way, you can also play your back catalog of Xbox One and Xbox 360 games straight from that external USB drive, but you won't gain any of the loading time benefits that way. All in all, the Series S offers plenty of present-day value considering it only costs $300. It's limited to 1440p resolution and has a claustrophobically small storage space, but it's tiny and quiet with snappy load times and can play games at up to 120 frames per second if your TV can support it. I'm mostly concerned about its long-term viability. Games are only going to get more demanding going forward, so the Series S isn't something I'd recommend as your main gaming platform. But that doesn't mean it doesn't have its place. The Series S is an excellent second console, like if you want something for a kid who plays on a smaller screen, or if, for example, you have a PS5 but want to occasionally dip into the smorgasbord that is Xbox Game Pass. 
As long as you're clear on what the Series S's strengths and limitations are, it's a unique, budget-friendly way to take your first steps into the new console generation. For more on the next generation of Xboxes, check out our review of the Xbox Series X and our unboxing of the Series S. And for all of your next-gen gaming needs, keep it right here on IGN. And we have returned for our final segment here. Uh, so the Series S, Destin, I think you might be the only other one of the panel that's had a little bit of time with it. You just saw my thoughts. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious what, what you think of uh, what you've experienced with the Series S though, thus far. Uh, I honestly want to give it the benefit of the doubt. I, I had a very brief amount of time with it. Yeah. I played a game that we found out later wasn't actually optimized. Right. And uh, the only other game I played was Red Dead Redemption 2. So um, Red Dead Redemption 2, it's running. It was running at 1080 when I played it because it's upscaling on my 4K display. You definitely notice that it's not running at that native resolution, but a lot of the other cool functionality is there, like quick resume and such. One of the things you called out in your review that I just thought was like, oh yeah, that's that's really smart. If you're gonna get the expandable storage anyway, just get the xbox series x right yeah but if if you are still gonna go with the s it, it is it does do 1440p so if you have like a computer display or a display that can do 1440p at 120 you don't need 2.1 to to access for 1440p 120 2.0 should suffice um and i don't think it comes with the 2.1 cable because i remember I looking at the does. menu does it i think i'm not it does. sure yeah, i'm not sure on the get out though but... I'm pretty yeah. sure it's the same ultra high speed cable that comes with the Series X. Okay, well, well, that's that's good to know, and I like that it actually says at least on the uh, Xbox Series X, it says it right on the cable that it yeah. is ultra high speed. So, yeah, yeah, Miranda, no, do, we, do we have any? Maybe if you want to find a question or two, ideally, if there's any Series S questions. Uh, we haven't really had any. S wait, 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 wait. Although, yeah, have... while you're pulling it up, I will say, yeah, it's. I mean, you heard it in the review, but. It's, I mean, I think generally speaking, if you're watching this live stream, the, the S probably isn't targeted at you. You're more likely to be in a Series X buyer. But um, so that is to say, you know, I, I said that the S is good. I mean, it's it's a good console. It's for 300 bucks. You are getting a lot of the, the next gen benefits. So, yeah, I think I think it's really it's best as a second console, whether you're an Xbox gamer or a, a PlayStation gamer. The S is a really good second option. I'm not, I'm not sure how it's going to hold up as your primary next-gen gaming platform, but it definitely serves a, a really fascinating uh, use case for an incredibly affordable price. Yeah, if you only play like one game, like if you just need a Destiny box and you're only going to install Destiny and maybe like two, three other games, the S is totally fine. Yeah. You know, you're still going to get like all those enhancements that come, I believe, on December 8th for Destiny 2, as an example. And, you know, that is a really, really strong benefit. Or if you only have a display that can do 4 or 1080-60 or 1440-60, again, like the S is a great solution at a really, really reasonable price point.
Miranda, I think we might have time for one more question. Now, the good news is, real quick, uh, I am doing an AMA on Twitter. At, go to the IGN Twitter account uh, right after this. Actually, I'm going to be doing an AMA. So if we didn't get to your question here, you can ask it again on Twitter over there. Miranda, what, what have we got? Yes, yeah, so we actually had quite a few audio questions. So I want to touch on that really quickly first. So Paris, I know you said you could talk a little bit or speak to Dolby Atmos on Series X. A lot of people had questions about just how that's going to work, if you have to pay the subscription, all that. Sure, sure. It's actually very similar to the way it worked on the One X. Uh, you'll have to get the Dolby app that you can get through through the Xbox store. Um, I believe there is a cost associated with that app, but this will allow you to enable Dolby Atmos on your headphones that you use. And obviously, if you have a complete surround sound system, it'll enable Dolby Atmos. So a game again like Gears 5 would take advantage of it. Obviously, your media apps like Netflix, Disney Plus, things like that would take advantage of it as well. And I'll say on a side note, same applies with DTS. There is also a DTS X app that you can download as well. Same exact scenario applies for that, too. Yeah, it's great to see all the, you know, audiophile uh, folks being catered to on, on uh, as they have been for a while on the Xbox platform. So it's good to see those options. Well, we are winding down here. We're just about to wrap it up. We've got about a minute and a half here. So uh, I want to say before we go, uh, Paris, thank you so much for joining us. You have been such a, a wonderful friend to IGN uh, this this summer. And, you know, we, we've, we fell in love with you real quick and we love just having you on here. Oh, you know, thank you once again for having me on. It's always an honor to come out with you guys and talk about the Xbox. Be sure to check out Gamertag Radio, which Paris is a regular on, along with uh, our, our other friend Danny Pena, who we need to get on Unlocked here pretty quick. So uh, in our final minute, I want to say uh, thank you to Destin. You did a heck of a job driving today, my friend. Did my best. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> we may have ribbed on you a couple times here and there. Ribbed least so, No, you, you did great. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is not easy to drive and talk at the same time on a, on a live broadcast to thousands of people. Uh, Miranda, you've got a lot of guide work that people can look at as they get their Series X. Yeah, so if you guys have any other questions, I'm going to do my best to answer them. So if you have a specific setting-based question, please please send them to me at Havocros on Twitter, and I am building out our Series X guide. So I will do my best to make sure all your how-to questions are answered. Um, I'm also working on having a full rundown of all the settings from the Series X in our guide, so you can take a look at those before you even play. Fantastic. And you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Join us every week on Podcast Unlocked, a regular weekly show. And we will see you all again. Enjoy your Series X.